Hi everybody, this is Julie Kerr, writer and director of the romantic comedy Geek Loves Punk, and this episode is called The Clobber Passages. It's the six Bible verses that kind of talk about homosexuality, and I made a video talking about my faith journey as someone who happens to be gay and as someone who happens to be religious or Christian and just wanted to talk about how that worked. Um, first thing I want to say is my, the Dalai Lama says his, uh, his religion is kindness. So at the end of the day, my religion is actually love, joy, and kindness. Um, but the point of this podcast and the video that I made as far as I made a YouTube video as well, um, is that I just wanted anyone who grew up religious to feel at peace if they also came to find out that there are that they're LGBTQ because I'm LGBTQ. And um, so my first video that I did and podcast, I just talked about my general journey. And um, someone really liked it, just the journey of realizing I was gay and then um, reconciling it with being a person of faith. So then I got a request to just straight up go into the Bible passages. And that was a doozy. <laughs> I thought I could make like a 10 minute video about the six Bible verses and the video ended up being an hour and a half because <laughs> there's just so much to cover and um, uh, and I'm going to actually, don't worry, this podcast will not be an hour and a half. <laughs> Uh, I will try to keep it down to 10 minutes, but if you really want to get into it, uh, you can head over to my YouTube channel. I'm Julie the Filmmaker on YouTube, uh, where I talk about the six Bible verses that kind of reference, kind of reference um, same-sex desire, kind of. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so in this podcast, I'll just reference the six Bible verses. There's a couple of really great books that I'd recommend that are written about this. One's called Walking the Bridgeless Canyon by Kathy Baldock. Um, another is uh, Unclobber, The Clobber Passages. That's by, I think his name is Colby Martin, but there's a couple of books that go into detail about it. But okay, here's what I have to say. So there's six Bible verses. They kind of talk about homosexuality. So the first thing, the reason why my YouTube video took so long is that, um, gosh. Oh, it's just that I wanted to be reverent towards the Bible because I'm still, you know, a Christian. And then I also just wanted to be respectful of what well, I also wanted to show empathy to LGBTQ people because I'm LGBTQ. So I'm going to do an abridged, this, this podcast will be an abridged thing, abridged attempt. I'll try to keep it down to 10 minutes where I talk about um, the six Bible verses. Um, and the other thing is I have search engine optimization tools that I use that help me learn basically how to like title my videos, that kind of thing. And basically what they're telling me is this isn't really, this doesn't seem to be a subject that people look up a lot. So I don't know if, hey, is homophobia over? <laughs> if so, yay, mission accomplished. Um, are, are we done with the homophobia thing? Great. Awesome. Okay. But it's it's just not a subject that gets, as, according to my SEO tools that I have, people don't look this up a lot. Um, but anyway, in, but I wanted to talk about it because in case... You know, because, you know, I'd rather just do a podcast all about Star Wars. That'd be great. <laughs> or if I only did a podcast 
all about Disney movies, that would be awesome too. But I did want to talk about this in case um, there's any LGBTQ people. Uh, I don't know if you grew up religious and you're and you're suffering. You don't have to be suffering. But the point of every the point of all everything I'll ever do ever is really just trying to convert everyone to feeling love every day, feeling joyful every day, and feeling kind towards yourself and others every day. That's the bottom line of all of this. Okay, so let's dive into the Bible verses. So the thing about the Bible verses is if you want to interpret them as being just straight up homophobic and talking about all forms of homosexuality, you can interpret these Bible verses as saying all expressions of homosexuality are wrong in a sin oh and i want to say that that is people can do that i do not interpret these bible verses as saying all homosexuality is a sin um because i just don't and i'll get into that um the other thing i want to say is i personally haven't dated in so long so (laughs) i am a homosexual but i am like so squeaky clean but and i won't even go into not that I'm perfect, but I'm not, I won't go into how squeaky clean, squeaky clean I am because it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. It's embarrassing how, how how long it's been since I've dated. Okay, all right. But but I'm happy, a happy single person. Okay, so now let's talk about the Bible verses. Um, they're called the clobber passages is what they're called sometimes. And in fact, when someone requested this video, they said, can you talk about the clobber passages? Okay. First things first, there's like the word homosexual is a broad term. Um, There's a million ways someone can be a homosexual. And what that means is, sure, sometimes that means men are attracted to men and women are attracted to women. But having said that, sexual orientation, that's kind of who you are. And then it's more about how you express that. So if I'm nice to the women I date, then awesome. If I'm not nice to the women that I date, then uh, not awesome. <laughs> so that's what I want to say about that. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. All right. So the Bible, first Bible verse is Genesis 19, 1 through 11. So this is a story about two angels that visited a city, basically Sodom and Gomorrah. And Sodom and Gomorrah was like a sinful city, mainly because the men were greedy um, and they were like apathetic. That was more their big sin. It wasn't. Yeah, that was the big sin about that city. So these two angels come to the city and basically all the evil men of Sodom and Gomorrah could knew they they could tell that these were angels. They were here to represent love and kindness and everything good. Right. So. What happens is the, oh, by the way, total viewer discretion is advised. The story does get dark. And it's in the Bible. All right? So five seconds to bail, to totally bail. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. Okay. So these two angels, they start hanging out with a guy named Lot and because they know that God, Lot is, is, is loving and kind. So what happens is... All the evil men of Sodom and Gomorrah, they they come to Lot's house and they're like, let those angels out. We want to hurt them. And they want to hurt them, trigger warning, they want to hurt them as in they want to rape them. But again, rape is not about sexual orientation. Rape is about violence. It's about humiliation. Um, so, so anyway, it, it's just you can't – this is not a story you can use to talk – to just to, – to, as a broad – 
way to to um describe all homosexuals that's just you can't do that okay and genesis was written thousands of years ago okay so so these so lot says no you know don't don't you know i'm not gonna let the men out of my house so you can humiliate them i'm not gonna do that and then lot says here take my daughters which uh that it's a weird story so lot says here take my daughters you know just have them instead as basically he's offering his daughters to be raped and gang raped (laughs) the bible gets weird so then um so then the evil men are like no 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 no. they don't want the daughters they want the angels they can tell that they're angels right and so basically they're evil and they want to humiliate someone who represents good that's basically what happens and basically god protects the door and so that the evil men can't get in so then lot the angels and the daughters thank god the daughters are spelled are spared so god saves the daughters god saves everybody and they basically go out the back way and they escape the evil men um but so sodom and gomorrah gets referenced again a couple of times in the new testament and when it does get referenced that story the reason they say they're evil, they, they don't talk about same-sex desire because rape's not about desire. Rape's about humiliation and dominance. And yeah, there's tons of like science books written about the psychology of rape. But um, it's not really about sexual orientation. Um, but anyway, so uh, but anyway, um, so with the story, oh, when, when, when the Sodom and Gomorrah story was referenced later on in the New Testament, the story was... Um, Whenever they talked about how it was, and I think Jesus even referenced Sodom and Gomorrah once. The reason they said it was evil, they don't mention some same-sex desire at all. They said it was evil because it was, um, they were greedy. They didn't care about, they were apathetic. They didn't care about the well-being of the poor. They didn't care about the well-being of, of anybody. They didn't champion things like love and kindness and goodness. They, that's why they were evil, right? And they were definitely evil because uh, they wanted to hurt the angels, which represented love. But that was about being mean and humiliating. It wasn't about sexual orientation. And if you're talking about sexual orientation in the year 2020, I mean, <laughs> you know, there are homosexuals who are kind and caring and loving and, and sweet. And um, I'm a homosexual who's kind and caring and loving and sweet. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but I wouldn't hurt a fly. Uh, so I... um. So yeah, this you just can't. This is not a story you can use to describe all gay people. That's you just can't do that. Okay, so all right. So then there's the next one is Leviticus eighteen twenty two and Leviticus twenty fourteen. Um, okay, so basically, um, the Old Testament is what we call it. Christians, the Bible, the Old Testament. Um, Basically, what is happening is there's basically, I learned this in college, actually. So um, the chosen people in the Old Testament, and that's essentially the Jewish people, this concept of one God, as opposed to like worshiping several gods was new. So basically, it was this new form of religion, this new way of thinking about God. And and in fact, in, in saying that there's one God as opposed to like multiple gods, think like Greek mythology, that kind of thing. So so when they're saying, hey, you know, basically the Jewish people are saying we're going to believe in one God. And that's basically the story of the Bible is the story of this one God and, and all that. So anyway, so God's chosen people had to kind of differentiate themselves from other people. And it's kind of hard because sometimes the Bible does seem 
kind of, I guess, judgmental sometimes. And I do want to say my pastor, who's a really great guy, you know, he, and by the way, I go to a gay affirming church, which is a church where they don't, um, the official stance of the church, it's a mixed church. It's very racially diverse. Uh, it's very diverse in sexual orientation. So there's straight people, bi people, gay people, et cetera, et cetera, trans people, et cetera. But okay. So, but at the church I go to, um, one thing my pastor said, you know, he's like, the Bible is definitely the word of God. Um, but it's the word of God written by people <laughs> and people are flawed. And before I start like harping on the Bible too much, cause you know, these, these verses get weird. Um, at the end of the podcast, I can talk about this really great book called inspired by Rachel held Evans. And it's a book about how, you know, at first she loved the Bible and, and then she was like, meh about the Bible because it, just yeah it's it's a tough book book to read and then it talks about her falling back in love with the bible um and it's called inspired and she's like it's okay to like the bible and she helps explain how and why you can like it even when the text is tough sometimes and i think she's i think she's gay affirming too so that's the book's called inspired the author is rachel held evans i started reading the book and it's delightful it's really delightful Okay, so Leviticus 18, 22, and 2014. Uh, okay, so basically, um, these two Bible verses, they're more about God's chosen people differenti- differentiating themselves from like other people in other religions. And so these verses, they go into detail about specific sexual acts, but they're not really talking about sexual orientation. Um, and I think they do reference same-sex desire, but they're talking about it in a very empty, non-poetic way. Um, and, and, and so they're saying, like, it's just very lustful, right? And it's not about... Because I, I really think the... If I'm... If I'm... Tr- I'm trying to... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard. I'm trying to make the... If I'm trying to give these Bible verses the benefit of the doubt, I'm trying to spin spin them a little bit in a positive light. Um, what I would have to say is, it's not that they're condemning like just all same sex desire. They're they're essentially condemning like if we're talking Leviticus eighteen twenty two and twenty fourteen, the context of Levit- of Leviticus. There's a lot of rules. There's like don't do this, do that. Don't do this, do that. You'll see like all these different rules. Um, and it's kind of a lot, right? But when they and then they start going into details about sex, sexual morality, that kind of thing. But if I if I'm gonna like put a positive spin on these verses to make it referent, uh, to make it relevant for 2020, here's what I would say: what essentially what they're saying is, if you completely take the heart and soul and and um, depth and poetry, et cetera, if you completely take that out of sexuality. And sexuality is just like, it's just about the physical. If you make it just about the physical, and to be honest, if you make just life, if you take the meaning out of all life, not just sexuality, but if you if you take away poetry out of all expression in life, that makes life really depressing. <laughs> and so the part where I, I, I agree, but I, at its best, sexuality should be an expression of love 
But life in general, at its best, should be an expression of love, right? Everything we do should be an expression of love. And ideally, as well, with uh, when we express ourselves sexually, that should be an expression of love. And I understand in the world, uh, <laughs> on planet Earth, in the year 2020, uh, I totally understand uh, not all sex acts of sex are an expression of love. <laughs> I understand that and I respect that. As long as it's people who are consenting adults, hey. But ideally, and we're talking ideally, um, life in general should be an expression of love, and that includes uh, when we express ourselves through our, using our sexuality. And and having said that, LGBTQ plus people, of course, are are capable of being poetic and kind and loving and sincere and empathetic and all these things when they are expressing themselves using their sexuality. So you just, I, I do not interpret Leviticus as condemning all forms of homosexuality. They're really just conforming, they're condemning, so to speak, just completely taking the poetry out of sexuality in general, gay or straight. That's more what it's trying to, trying to condemn. Okay. So now we're going into, that's, that, that was the three Bible verses in the Old Testament. So now this is the three Bible verses in the New Testament. This one, this one gets tough too. So this is Romans 1, 26 through 27. Okay. So this one, a lot of the New Testament was written by Paul. And so in making my YouTube video, it was a little tough because um, Paul wrote a lot of the New Testament and it it actually made me quite curious as far as like, I kind of want to learn more about Paul now. And I'm sure there's tons of books written about Paul. Um, basically, Christianity was a new religion, and Paul was trying to um, spread the religion. But I got to be honest with you, I was reading the Old Testament, um, the New Testament, and Paul's a little judgmental. <laughs> I was like, Paul. So, because he starts describing the sexual acts of other people and then kind of like judging them. And it's kind of like, I get it. Well, here, here's what I'm, I'm going to defend, Paul. If, if we say we're religious or spiritual, um, yeah, our behavior has to reflect that. And I kind of, I do agree with that as far as when Paul is saying that. Because, I don't know, if I found out that my pastor was like super promiscuous, I would give him the side eye. <laughs> First of all, he's happily married to my friend, my very dear friend. And second of all, I'd give my pastor the side eye if he's, like, promiscuous. You know what I mean? I wouldn't judge him. I would just be like, that don't look right. You're my pastor. You know what I'm saying? So I do have to say, if we've decided to pick the lane of being religious or spiritual, whatever religion it is, our behavior has to reflect that a little bit, right? And so for me, again, I'm using broad strokes, but as long as we're being loving in all our interactions, as long as we're being kind in all of our interactions, as long as we're being empathetic in all our interactions, I think that's what matters the most. Love, joy, kindness, and totally bringing the joy, right? Um, or finding the joy in life, right? That we delight in for me, having a relationship with God, but we delight in life, right? So, okay, so Romans 1, 26, 27, Paul, who wrote it, um, he's basically trying to unify different Christian groups and their different ethnicities, essentially. He's trying to bring them together. 
Um, but he starts talking about and basically saying, if you're a Christian, you can't engage in certain kinds of behavior. And then that's when he starts going into like same sex behavior, um, kind of. And so, <laughs> so here's the other thing that's tricky. The Bible was written in, uh, it was written in biblical Hebrew, translated into Greek. And then many years later, translated into English. So what some people are saying is, because they had no concept of sexual orientation, the argument is when the Bible was written in biblical Hebrew, it never condemned homosexuality in, in the first place because it never had that concept of sexual orientation. So when it was translated into Greek, still it didn't condemn homosexuality. And so the, the English word homosexual wasn't put into the Bible until around 1946 when someone decided to translate two Greek words into the word homosexual, which is like this broad term. Um, so th there's an argument that the Bible never condemned the broad definition of homosexuality in the first place. Um, okay, and then, and so I guess also uh, what I want to answer is, so so why why do I care? <laughs> why dive into all this? And because I, I definitely don't want to offend Christians or I don't know. I, I'm a Christian. So, but I deeply, 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 deeply care about my community being my community. Being, well, I care about Christians, of course, because Christians are my community. But I also care about people who are LGBTQ plus. That's my community as well, since I'm a lesbian. And I just, in case, in case there's just one person out there who hates themselves or they're praying to God to turn them straight or that kind of thing, it's important to me to, to, to make this podcast or make that really long YouTube video. <laughs> it's seriously an hour and a half. To make that long YouTube video um, about why, why dive into it. Well, I am literally diving into it to potentially save lives in the sense of, in the sense that if there's LGBTQ people who are literally hating themselves. So I, yeah, I used to pray to God to turn me straight and I, I would listen to gospel music trying to pray away the gay. But to be honest, when I would pray, I always felt God saying, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to be okay. Um, and then I remember, but, but I remember praying to God and being like, but the Bible, the Bible says, the Bible says it's a sin. And then God was like, does it? <laughs> I always felt God saying like, Julie, nah, not really. Okay. <laughs> and just want to say too, when I feel the presence of God, it's just like a presence of overwhelming love. Um, that's all. I don't hear voices. <laughs> okay. Okay. So why do I care? Why am I making this podcast and that really long YouTube video is because just in case, just in case there's people out there still trying to pray away the gay, I just want to make it clear, there is an argument saying that the, homos that the Bible never condemned homosexuality in the first place, not the concept of what we know it to be today. Um, yeah. So, okay. So Romans 1, 26, 27. Yeah. Paul goes into... He starts going into like saying men lied with men, women lied with women, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, and Paul's, to be honest, Paul's being a little judgmental, but he's basically saying if you're a Christian or if you're religious or spiritual or whatever, your behavior has to reflect that a little bit. 
And then also, well, it has reflected a lot. But also, again, his depiction of, of same-sex desire, the way he depicts it, it's just about lust and it's not about love. And, you know, Paul's not correct in that. And what I mean by that is uh, homosexuals or bisexuals or et cetera, they are capable of monogamous, loving, kind, caring, amazing relationships. They're totally capable of that. And and most of the LGBTQ people I know, they are in, in loving, caring, kind, monogamous relationships. I just had dinner with some lesbian friends who are just, they're the sweetest. They, they go, they go snowshoeing. <laughs> they put on their snowshoes as a couple, as a lesbian couple, they put on snowshoes and they walk around in snow. That's what they do as now, of course, you know, there's desire there. They're a romantic couple, that kind of thing. You can fill in the blank. But you know what I mean? They they, they, they love each other. They have dinner. They I, I don't know. They're not doing anything horrible or mean or bad or they're very kind, loving, amazing people. So 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 relation uh, LGBTQ people can have poetic, romantic, amazing, fantastic relationships where it's it's not empty, etc. Uh, they're 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 respecting the sacredness of sexuality. They're respecting the poetry of sexuality, etc. Um, and that's important. By the way, great! I cannot recommend this book enough. It's called The Soul of Sex by Thomas More, and it's basically the it's a very poetic, wonderful book. It's about the history, the positive history of spirituality and sexuality. It's a great book, and it's not it's not creepy or gross. It's just a really really rich amazing fantastic book just about how you know because i know we hear so much about uh religion you know wagging a finger about sexual expression but this book the soul of sex it's 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 a great book just talking about the different ways you can express yourself express your sexuality in like a very spiritual way and it's actually really helpful for people who are religious and spiritual because we don't really hook up a lot or at all <laughs> We're shy. We're nerdy. I, I say that with love. It's not that we're not cute. <laughs> it's not that we don't have options. It's just, you know, for various reasons, we don't do the hookup thing. No judgments. We envy our friends who do the hookup thing. <laughs> Perhaps live vicariously through them, but we, we don't. But what I like about the book in The Soul of Sex, he gives examples you know, one way of expressing your sexuality he talks about is like cooking. And I know like to really cool people that might sound lame, but to me, I really liked it because I love to cook. And I was like, oh, I love to cook. And you're engaging all the senses. You can smell and I don't know. So I really liked it because he's very kind and loving to people uh, who he just it's it's a great book. It's called The Soul of Sex by Thomas More. It's on my shelf. I'm looking at it on my bookshelf right now. It's a really, yeah, it's a really good book. I really, I want to make sure I'm saying his name right, but I'm not finding the book. But, oh, there it is. But, yeah, it's definitely called The Soul of Sex. Okay, and, um, okay, so let me wrap this up because it's been a long, so basically Romans 1, 26, 27, yeah, Paul is condemning all same-sex behavior, but Paul's wrong and he had some hangups about sexuality. Um, okay, in the next two, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10 and 1 Timothy 1, 9 through 10. Um, so basically, this is where they're using the two Greek words. And um, 
the words never meant homosexuality necessarily. One meant like prostitution and the other word was meant something else. And then many years later, it was translated into homosexual, um, homosexuality. But it, it's the same deal that basically, if I'm putting a positive spin on it, basically they're saying life should be about love and sex should be about love. And I agree with that, ideally. And I think that LGBTQ people are capable of expressions of love, expressing, using their sexuality, be loving and kind. So, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of deal. So, um, uh, okay. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. Cause it's a lot. Um, uh, but I hope I answered all your questions and then, uh, or I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is, this is a very, uh, tough subject. So I would suggest if you have a time on your hands, go watch my video on my YouTube channel. I'm called, uh, you can find the link at my podcast. Um, or you can find me, Julie, the filmmaker, um on youtube or if you i think if you just type in the clobber passages i think mine's like the third video it has a little rainbow on it and it says this the six the clobber passages um so those are the six bible verses it's hard to do in like a short podcast because i do a pretty short podcast but but yeah that that's that's the deal okay uh, my call to action is that you uh, go to my website, uh, com, and you can check out the romantic comedy that I wrote and directed called Geek Loves Punk, or you can also check out um, the romantic comedy. Oh, or if you join my email list, you immediately get access to a free PDF download. So I used to deal with a lot of sadness because I grew up, grew up in an abusive home. So my free PDF uh, that you get immediately when you sign up for my email list, you get a free PDF that shows you all the daily habits that I do, uh, really easy daily habits that just help me feel really happy and joyful every day. And they're really easy, tangible, concrete uh, habits. So if you join my email list, you immediately get access to the video that shows you how to use the habits and a PDF of all the daily habits I do to feel good. Okay, and that's at www.juliekerrstudios.com. All right, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You guys are awesome. Uh, yes, definitely, if this is a subject that interests you, there's so much great books about the clobber passages that, that just explain why uh, you don't, you don't have to interpret the Bible as condemning like all homosexuality. And please understand that I, Julie, I love you. I care about you. I believe that you were made in God's likeness and that God really, really, really cares about you and loves you. I do not believe it's a sin to be a uh, homosexual. I think it's a sin to be mean. <laughs> don't be a mean homosexual. Be a nice homosexual. But I, I think it's a sin to be mean. I don't think it's a sin just to be gay by itself. No. Okay. All right. So this is Julie, writer and director of the romantic comedy Geek Close Punk. Uh, love y'all. Uh, please understand that you're amazing. You're fantastic. I hope you're having the best week ever and you have so much to offer in this world. So stay here, stay on planet earth and show us what you got. Write a book, make a movie, change your major if you need to do that. But do your thing, be you, be awesome and be kind to yourself and others. Okay, this is Julie Kerr signing off. Bye. Thank you.